Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to the Sarah V podcast. I'm excited to be uh, pre-recording this today because I'm sure you've been blessed by those broadcasts and revival meetings, Um, but we haven't recorded here a podcast in a minute. Um, I didn't know it was since September um, until I went and looked because in in my mind, uh, 2005 was like five years ago. Um, so when I thought, oh, I should record and get this podcast kicked up, it's been a while. It's been a minute. And, uh, to me, I was just thinking, oh yeah, I just recorded one last week, but no, here we are. And that's no excuse. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to be a little all, all over the place because I, I recorded a podcast and it just came off the wrong way. It was way too long. It was about friendships and the right friendships and the wrong friendships. And I really just at the end of it realized I need to narrow it down because this is going to make someone cry. And I love you. I don't want to make you cry. Um, so we're just going to put that on pause. We might re- re-record that, but um, I just want to catch up. I want to just catch up with you. How are you doing? How have you been? Hmm? Have you been? Have you been good? How, how have you been doing uh, since we last spoke back in in, in September? There, um, we're doing great. Thanks for asking. Uh, we are getting ready. We finished up prayer and fasting. We had great revival meetings in Texas uh, last month, and we just uh, yesterday officially booked our tickets, which sounds so crazy. Officially booked our tickets for Cuba. Cuba, next week. Next week. Next week. We've been planning this for a while, but we were waiting for our, we um, are going on a religious visa, so we have the right to preach in the eyes of um the authority there. And so it's not just like we're just, you know, jumping on a plane and and sneaking around. No, we're going there and they know why we're coming there. And we didn't get those religious visas until I want to say this week or last week. And so we just booked our tickets that a week from yesterday we fly out and we're going to be there for 10 days traveling across the island. Fun fact about Cuba. When I thought of Cuba, probably my whole life, I thought of like a little island and population of maybe like 5,000 people. I don't know. Like I just, I don't know what I thought. I don't know what I thought. I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking my whole life. I knew it was close to Miami and and that's about it. That's about all I knew of Cuba. But fun fact, it's got a huge population. It's, I think I Googled it and it's like around 11 million people. So here I am thinking like, we're going to go to this little island. It's going to be so fun and so cute. And and no, it's, it's actually, it's actually huge. And only half the island is where like the tourists go. The other half hasn't been like visited in, in probably 20 years. So it's going to be good. There's, there's churches there that we're going to go and minister to and just get people like, equipped with the revival fire of God and it's going to be 
It's going to be big. It's going to be very big. So we're excited for that and all that God is going to do there. And I'm excited for the testimonies that come from that. So we fly out next week. So we're just kind of like getting everything ready. We're going to take stuff with us, supplies um, to give to people. And it's it's going to be like a life-changing trip. I truly believe it's going to be like a life-changing trip, not only for like our lives, but for like our ministry and the things that we have the heart for God to do. Because it's different when you see it. You know, you could see these commercials where people are like truly in poverty, but but it's different when you actually see people who like live in poverty, people who just have nothing. So we're going to keep you updated on that. But um, I wanted to come on here and just kind of see how you're doing and and talk. Uh, a side note, if you are in Las Vegas, Nevada, I want you to message me. If you're listening to this and you live in Nevada, I want you to message me. Why? Because for some reason... Nevada is the number one state that this podcast is played. And I thought it would be Florida. I thought it would be all my friends in Tampa. I thought it'd be Chicago, New York. I mean, there's so many places. Like, if you ask me, it wasn't until I looked at the data and it said, not only is Nevada, like, your number one fan, Las Vegas is the top played city. And I don't know a single person. I don't know a single person in Las Vegas. I have no idea. So if you're listening to this, whether you just like this is your first time listening to it, whether you followed our ministry and you you listen, I want you to message me. I want to know who you are. I want to know who you are. And then another thing, if you have a question that you want to ask, me or my husband, I want you to go to mjvministries.com forward slash ask Sarah. A-S-K-S-A-R-A. No H. mjvministries.com forward slash ask Sarah. There's a short little question box on there. You can put your name. You can make it anonymous. And I want you to ask me your question because I think it would be fun to include that on these podcasts so that way I know like what I'm talking about what we're what we're teaching on is going to be I know it I know the Lord has a way of making everything minister to someone that's how like well you could be in a church service and pastor could be reading about uh Jonah and the whale and you just getting ministered to about calling your mom and saying you're sorry. You know how the Lord works. So I understand like there's a way that the Lord and the Holy Spirit can minister to people. But I want to make sure like if you have something you've been wanting to ask and you want to ask me, I want you to go there. The number one played episode thus far is from three years ago. When I did an episode, it was like one of the very first ones, and it was called Young and in Ministry. Young and in Ministry. So I'm sure I talked about how 
uh, the Bible scripture where it says, don't let them look down on you uh, for your age, but just do what you're called to do. And um, I'm still surprised that that's like the number one thing. So if you're in ministry, I want to encourage you. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how young you are. If God told you to do something, make sure you're on the ball with it. Make sure you're not delaying the process. Make sure you're not putting it off until it seems convenient. Something that I've learned that has helped me in ministry is to move fast. Move fast. Doors of opportunity that open, they don't uh, stay open for long. And that's because it's usually tied to a person, place, or thing. So if you don't act on it, if you don't get moving fast when the Lord opens a door for you, then you're already late. You are going to just kind of like, oh, I'll do that next year. I'll do that next month. I'll do that next week when the door of opportunity is right now. You know what I mean? It's like having like a promo code, a coupon where it's 100% free until tomorrow night at midnight. If you don't order, if you don't place your order and get that thing shipped out, you're going to miss it. So if the Lord's told you to start, it doesn't matter how old you are. I, I get it from both people who feel like they're way too young to start a ministry or to be in ministry. And then there's people who feel like they're way too old. They've already like settled their life, had kids, had grandkids, moved on. Like it doesn't matter where you are. If God tells you to do something, you you should be on the ball with it. Figuring out how am I going to do this? Because let me tell you something. It's delayed obedience is disobedience. It doesn't matter what your heart intent was. It doesn't matter if you, because people will think like, oh, well, the Lord knew my heart. He knew I was going to do that. And it's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Meaning to do it and doing it are completely two different things. You know, I could, I could mean to clean my house here with my husband. I could mean to clean the house and do the dishes and do the laundry and keep up with it. Or I can do it. And let me tell you, there is a vast difference between meaning to do it and doing it. Because of that reason, the Lord doesn't care about excuses. That's a little harsh, but I'm going to tell you how it is. I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. The Lord doesn't care about your excuse. He doesn't care about what it is that you think is standing in your way. Um, the lack of knowledge. You know, he gives us so much scripture that there should really be no excuse. Or if the Lord tells you to write a book and you say, I don't know how, like that's not an excuse. Like God's not going to say, okay, okay, sorry, my bad. If the Lord tells you to go on TV and you say, I don't, I don't know how, like that's not like the lack of knowledge is not an excuse. Just like if you were to be pulled over if you've ever seen those videos where people like film themselves being pulled over, like, oh, well, officer, I know I was going 80 in a 40, but I didn't know it was a 40 mile an hour zone. And the officer is going to say, well, a lack of intelligence doesn't is not the excuse here. Because and it's true, it doesn't matter if you're speeding in a school zone, you saying, 
I didn't know isn't isn't the excuse. That's it doesn't matter. So how much more where where am I going with this? How much more does it not matter to God? <laughs> how much more is that not an excuse to God? Well, God, I know you said to start a ministry, but I just didn't I didn't know how. Or no one in my family's ever done that before. Okay. That's not an excuse. That doesn't matter. Maybe you're going to be the first. Maybe you're going to break something open. Because everything in, in, with the help of the Holy Spirit who teaches us all things. I can't think of the scripture right off the top of my head. But in the Bible, it says that when you've received the Holy Spirit, he is the one who teaches you everything you need to know. The Holy Spirit is here. He's the teacher. He teaches you everything you need to know. And a lot of people don't tap into that. People don't want to uh, tap into the Holy Spirit can, can, can teach you. When people ask me, where did you go to school to learn all that you know, when it comes to like things outside of ministry, I say the Holy Spirit <laughs> because he's the one that that teaches me. He leads me to people that I can use as mentors. I can ask questions. He leads me to videos on YouTube that teach you how to start an incorporation. Like he leads me to um you know, he did websites that will write a book for you and publish it. Like he just like he just leads. You just follow his leading. He teaches me things. And when I ask him, I need help. I need wisdom. I need to be inspired to do something. He he just does it. And then you just get this idea of what if what if I did it like this instead? And then boom, it's a huge breakthrough and everything that you needed. So it's like there's no there's so with that with that being there's no excuse of not doing what it is that God's called you to do. And it doesn't matter how small. I don't care if it was God told you to start a email newsletter and write a blog and make a YouTube video and start a podcast and start a a Bible study in your home or at a coffee shop or start a, a school after school club in your school uh, that meets to pray, whatever it is. Like, it doesn't matter what the size of it is because God looks at the delay. Like we, we can look at it in our head. Like if God were to tell you to start a huge crusade, and 100,000 people were going to come out and he was going to pay for the whole thing. And you didn't do it. People would look at that like you are insane. You missed it. How could you not do it? Like God, like everything was right there. It was on the table. God told you to do it. But then when God tells you to do something small on a smaller scale, like start a start a book, a book club, Bible, Bible reading plan in your school or whatever, you know, we just think like, oh, that's so like insignificant and little and he's not going to be so mad if I don't do that because that's not like a huge deal. But God looks at obedience and and there's no, there's no, just like, you know, there's no, there's no difference. Disobedience is disobedience, no matter how small or minor it seemed to be. 
If God told you to stop confessing death over your life, stop complaining, stop gossiping. That's a big one. It seems so small. It seems so small. But it doesn't matter. It's about obedience. It's about listening to what God's told you to do. As a matter of fact, uh, I'm reading a book by Dr. Leroy Thomas, and he said that meddling in people's business will keep you from being blessed. And I said, Lord, if that's me, I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm done. I didn't even put that. I don't know. And he, and he puts, he put that man put five scriptures on why meddling in people's business will keep you from being blessed. Gossiping will keep you from being blessed. God not only hates it, but he won't even give you uh, prosperity. And I said, Lord, help me. If that's me, root it out. Because you know what I mean? Like we just think, oh, it feels it feels so nice to complain. It feels so nice to see what this person's doing. It feels so nice to follow this person. But like, is it is it what God has for you? There were people, and I've shared this before, there are people that I just follow on Instagram because I like to see what how they decorate their house and how they do their five-minute knickknack crafts where they turn a t-shirt into a sailboat. I mean, they they people are so creative and, and it's crazy. And I like didn't even realize this whole time that I'm following this this woman who owns this like huge mansion, beautiful, like medieval style place that she turned into like a farmhouse I mean it was gorgeous I just wanted to see like her interior design it was amazing and she would like go through every like 10th video or something would be about like her saging her house and whatever and I just like never thought because you know like I don't look at that stuff as like spooky it doesn't freak me out because I know there are it there is witchcraft out there I know the devil is real I know people do the whole stones and rocks and whatever and pray to the universe but then I realized like why am I even following that like why am I going to be inspired by the world here because obviously that's where she's at and I said and what kind of door is this opening up for for me to be watching and so I quickly unfollowed her and about two other two other people. And I realized that it's so easy. Like we could just be scrolling and be caught up in, in the reels and the the bloggers and just want to see everything about their life where it's like you don't even realize what you're allowing in into your into your mind, into your spirit. Because it's like whatever you're filling yourself up with is what's going to come out. It's what's going to, uh, you know, if you fill yourself up with drama, like whether it's through a TV show or a movie and you think it has no effect on you, it, that's wrong because it does. It, it 100% does. When you're put under pressure, whatever you put in yourself is what's going to come out. So if it's not the word, it's going to be you spouting off at the mouth of, at your family or at your spouse because that's just what you watch and that's what they do you know you're gonna be in this like subconsciously comparing yourself to other people and 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 that goes for for anything that goes for 
secular things. That could be even if you're not guarding your heart in ministry. If you're in ministry and you're constantly looking at what other people are doing because you feel like you need to keep up and you feel like you need to stay relevant. You feel like you need like it doesn't matter. What matters is that you are a guard. You put a guard on your house, on your heart, on your mind, on what you allow to come in. Because before you know it, if you don't, you're going to be saying, oh, well, you know, and it could be the enemy. He, it, It's so stupid, yet it somehow, somehow people get so caught up, the, the tricks of the enemy. Because you could be like just starting off soul winning and see someone else leading like 80 people to the Lord. And then you just you just want to quit. I'm never going to go soul winning again because obviously like that person's better at it than I am and I'm obviously doing it wrong and I and you know you got a whole like two people led to the Lord. And yet people forget that all of heaven rejoices over one. <laughs> but because we feel like, you know, you, you allow the enemy to come in and manipulate you and discourage you and get you to want to quit, like that that's just That's what you got to be on the lookout for. That's what you have to guard your heart against. Comparison. You got to guard your heart against what you're allowing to come into your mind, into your heart. You know, you could watch funny, funny videos and think like everything's okay. But then before you know it, something happens and you're reacting just like them. And you want to, you want to freak out. And you have to, you have to say no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. I'm not losing sleep over it. I'm not losing my sanity over it. I'm not losing my salvation over it. I'm not getting offended. I don't care if if um Rhonda baked cookies for the whole church and they all loved her cookies more than mine. <laughs> I'm not I'm not having it. I don't I'm doing what the Lord told me to do. I'm staying in my lane. I'm minding my business. I'm not getting into other people's business. I don't care if that person's younger than me. I don't care if that person's older than me. It doesn't matter. When you do that, when you just focus on what God's called you to do, what God has told you to do, it's like so, there's such a freedom because you don't care what other people are going to think. You don't care what other people are going to say. You don't care what it's going to look like. You know, if God told you to start putting on an outreach at your park, down the street from your house every every other Saturday and you're not doing it because you don't want people to see that you had like eight people come out or 10 people come out to this hour you 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 failing you are failing at that and that's not what God has for you it everything that you do for the kingdom everything that is done for the kingdom needs to be done with like full force excellence full force. It doesn't matter if two people come out or, or 2000, everything needs to be done in obedience to God, no matter what the outcome is, no matter what it's going to look like, no matter if it's, it seems like a flop. I was just having this conversation the other day is that it doesn't matter in the natural, if what you did seems like a flop. If you were fully obedient to God, that's the win. That's the win. If you wrote a book and only four people bought it and two of them were you, 
but God told you to do it and you did it and you did it in full excellence, exactly how he wanted you to do it, then that's the win. Okay. That's the win. If you started a YouTube channel and three people subscribed <laughs> and your video has, has two views and, and again, two of them are you, that doesn't matter. You're in obedience and that positions you to be blessed by God. Because you could be thinking that God's going to bless you for uh, your YouTube channel or your podcast or your book or your ministry or whatever. And God is just testing your heart to see if I tell her to do this, will she do it? If I told her to bake a pie for her neighbor and go witness, would she do it? Or would, or would that seem too insignificant? And, and let me tell you that this, and this is said in love because there are things that God, God will tell you to place on your heart. It's not even the audible voice of God. You just feel the leading of the spirit, like in your, in your spirit, man. Hey, I need to write this person a card and put it in the mail and say, thank you. And you, and, and you, you, that's not you. You know what I mean? Like you've never written a card. You don't do birthday cards. You don't do that kind of stuff, but you just feel like that's like the Holy Spirit. That's the Lord. And that's important that you do what he tells you to do when he tells you to do it. If he's saying, turn off the TV, turn off the phone and read your word. That's what you need to do. If he tells you to call somebody up and squash whatever, whatever anger, frustration, bitterness is, is there, that's what you need to do. Because it's about obedience. It's about doing what it is that he's called you to do. And obviously you're striving for the excellence. You're prepared for the excellence. You know, when we, when my husband and I did our uh, Celebrate Fort Worth Thanksgiving Fest, we, we did everything in our natural strength to make it succeed and it 100% succeeded it didn't look like we thought it was going to look and there were obstacles that came up that we were not expecting in the sense of a huge uh like cold front so in the natural you look at it like we had 4000 over 4000 people register by the day of the event, we had packed a thousand food boxes. So we were like ready. And then there's these challenges coming up where, you know, it dropped, the temperature dropped in Fort Worth to like 40 degrees or whatever. And people still came out like the event started at seven. People were lining up at three. People were lining up at three o'clock <laughs> and stood outside for four hours. So by the time the event started, People were shivered. Like I, like we, we bought blankets, we bought socks, we bought like people like winter gear, like just to, just to help ease that, that challenge, that hurdle. And as the night went on, people left early, people came late. It was just like, like that was to be expected. And it was something, it was what, uh, it was a learning, it was a learning curve. Okay, you know what? If we're going to plan an event in the fall, 
we need to have an indoor location set or we need to have a way for people to be warm or we need, you know what I mean? Like just think, obviously that was unexpected, but we didn't say, okay, we're never going to do this again because this happened. We didn't say we're, we're, we're done with events because registration was a little bit overwhelming. No, we didn't say that. We said, okay, you know what, Lord, we're going to do, we're going to do better next time. That was just, that was just the beginning. Like that was the, that was to this day, the biggest event that we've ever done. The most amount of people we've, we've had on a property at once. We found out so many, uh, things about, about doing bigger crusade style events, you know? that we're going to learn and take for next time. Next time we need, we need, uh, more parking. Doesn't mean that we, we quit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like these challenges that come up and it's just like anything God tells you to do. It's a growing learning experience. And if you're obedient to it, you just doing, you know what I, I can say we did our best that we could and people got saved. What a victory. What a victory. Were there challenges? Yes. Were there things that came up that we weren't expecting? Yes. Because why? We had only had the event before was our largest event and we had like 200, 300 people on the property. And then you get over a thousand people to come out and it's like, okay, this is growth. But I don't look at, I don't look at other people's ministry who had a um, hundred thousand people come out and say, wow, what a, what a flop this was. No, no. That's where the enemy, that's where the enemy would like you to go. So that way you say, I'm never doing this again. That's where the, if, if, if God tells you to do something and, and people, people complain about it, you don't say, I'm never going to do this again. Let me tell you, I'm sure there were people there that night that complained because it didn't look like they wanted it to look or they were cold or, um, they didn't get. Uh, a gift card or whatever you know what I mean but that doesn't mean we stop you just keep going you just keep on going and you it's a learning curve okay next time we know people would people would uh enjoy this and people would like that whatever the case is and so I say all that to say this because I warned y'all up front of this this thing that we're just gonna we're just gonna catch up we're just gonna talk and and catch up. I, I say all that to say that obedience, obedience to God is the number one thing. Obedience is better than sacrifice. People think that if they sacrifice something that God didn't tell them to, that they're being uh it's like it's you know, they're higher, they're being they're 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 just this is it. You know what, Lord, I'm gonna sacrifice this, even though you didn't tell me to. I'm just gonna do it because I just feel like that's what you would want. And meanwhile, he never told you to do that. And if God didn't tell you to do it, I would, I would stay far away from, from it. If God didn't listen, if God didn't tell you to quit your job, then I wouldn't be putting in my two weeks notice because you're going to sacrifice and go into it. No, that we, everything has to be done in a flow. It has to be done in obedience. Yes. My husband and I, we've quit where we've uh, left many jobs at the timing of the Lord. Oh no, momento. Oh no, momento. 
sorry, I had a phone call uh, with my husband there, and um, we're just the 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 uh, hmm, where were we? The gist of this all is obedience, and I think that's kind of the theme of this this um, this last half hour of just being obedient. If God told you to do something, just be obedient, no matter how small or insignificant you think it is. I want you to do so. I want you to be obedient. I want you to be obedient because that's where the blessing is. Obedience is the doorway to the blessing. So thanks for hopping on here. We're, 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 let me tell you what. This, this won't be a one and done. Okay. We're setting aside time for recording. We're setting aside time for uh, editing podcasts. We're, we're going to keep this going. So I want you to go to mjvministries.com forward slash ask Sarah and send me your question. And if you don't have a question, make up a question. <laughs> um, because it's, it's something I want to include on here. So until the next time, we love you. Uh, You can watch us. Listen, Las Vegas, I'm just saying, MJV Ministries Live coming to CTN Las Vegas. It's it's a real thing here. So if you're in Las Vegas, I want you to to get in contact with me because um, big things, big things for Las Vegas. We love you out there. So uh, uh, keep in touch with me. If if this blessed you, um, share it with somebody. Let it bless them. Amen. Love you. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the MJV Ministries podcast. If you would like to stand with us as we preach the gospel and make a kingdom impact, consider becoming one of the thousand monthly partners we are believing for. To learn more, go to mjvministries.com partner.